0: So it's XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for except for extremely good. Here we go. Welcome to episode 229 of Channel Massive. Can you believe it? Yeah, we've reached the end of 2012. This is our last recording of
1: 2012. Yep. Crazy.
0: Can you believe we've done Channel Massive for yet another year?
1: No, not... A, not. It's, it's a strange thing to wake up and realize, oh my god.
0: <laughs> it continues. I have
1: to do a podcast tonight. Again. <laughs>
0: but... <laughs>
1: It continues <laughs> to be fun, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have
0: journeyed through a, another year of funness. <laughs> and we, as this is, we we have this episode and the next episode. They will be the final episodes of our, quote unquote, classic format that we've had for the last couple of years, yeah. I suppose. at least about two or or three years, and we'll be getting into pure MMO goodness. Yeah. So, and since this is the end of the year, and maybe you're listening to this at the start of 2013, depending on when you're getting a chance to hear it, we decided that for this episode, we're going to make it all about predictions.
1: Right, because we like to do predictions, and we're usually horribly wrong, and so that makes it always a fun challenge to be more wrong about the coming years than we have been in previous years.
0: In my other uh, my other podcast, Nintendo Heartcast, my co-host went and he listened to the predictions we made on that show <laughs> at 2012, and he wrote everything down. Oh no! It's funny to look back and see how often we were right, and also there's a few times where we were pretty wrong. Right. Uh, but he said he's like we're accountable on the show for our predictions I'm like, ah, Channel Massive's not accountable.
1: Yeah, we're we're the opposite of accountable. <laughs> but we're happy we, to be that way.
0: Yeah, we are. You know, we're doing this for you to to yell at us. Like how could you possibly predict that? Right. Or to give your own predictions perhaps maybe you want to send them into mail. At
1: channelmassive
0: At ChannelMassive.com. and tell us if we were wrong or right or if you want to throw your own predictions. Yeah, in there.
1: there is cool. still time. We can we can cover that next week in our final classic format episode
0: yeah and otherwise we are just we have been discussing offline uh quite regularly our plans that will begin in motion that that will start start to come into being on january 7th monday january 7th that's right
1: a day that will live in the hearts of men in infamy (laughs)
0: That's when we're going to start having regular group play times of World of Warcraft. That's right. And that will be, for eight weeks, that will be the focus of our show. We're going to have these group play sessions. You can join us on the Azeroth server, Horde, Monday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. Mountain Time. Yep. Or, I guess, 11 to 1 Eastern Time. Yes,
1: if you're unfortunate enough to live on the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. If you... <laughs> Wait, did that that didn't come out quite right. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs>
0: the Fallen you
1: <laughs> and you
0: are, you work a graveyard shift. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: You don't work a graveyard shift, but you're an insomniac and you want to join us. Well, that's when you can join us. And we're going to play on those nights. And then we're going to, whatever happens that night will be the focus. Right. The gut show that we record on Thursdays. Just And then you'll get are all about
1: it. Just don't have a psychotic break if you're an insomniac playing with us. Because we, we yep. really just don't have room in our lives for that right now. Not to yeah. be selfish, but it's just, it's just how it is.
0: just not that giving it the moment. No, it's the,
1: not after <laughs> Christmas. Hell no. Make it stop, please.
0: We are going to actually be starting completely from scratch. We're going to be in Pandaria. We're going to be making pandas. Deadly pandas. Very first character on that first Monday night on January 7th. Yes. And I am truly coming from it at scratch, but, Mark, you've been playing a little bit. I
1: have just a little. Not, not I haven't been playing as a panda, so that'll all be really new to me. Um, but I have just been trying to amass enough money so that uh, you can have a, uh, a a Pokemon pet for your uh, to start <laughs> out with.
0: You're so generous, Mark.
1: Well, you know, it is the season, blah, blah, blah.
0: how how does this work are these pets like how they are how they were before i mean are they completely unique from the pets that just walked around no i think
1: they are i I think they are the pets that walk around with you i might be wrong because again i'm mostly just trying to get some money together since i you know i kind of talked about last episode how foolishly i managed to lose several thousand gold (laughs) but
0: uh you know it was a
1: nigerian scammer he had a compelling case no just kidding uh it's actually a unfortunate choice of character deletion. But um but yeah, I, I think they replaced the pets altogether. Oh wow. So the pets that walk along with you um can also be your battle pet. So
0: And I think if if you don't have Pandaria, I'm not sure if it's still the case whenever you're listening to this, but Blizzard has been putting that stuff on sale during the last week or two. Oh
1: yeah, big time. Yeah. So that's been kind of cool. Um, you can get in, yeah. You can get into the game for a pretty fair fee, I would say. Um,
0: I was kind of happy because I, I, uh, I just bought Pandaria, and it automatically upgraded my old <laughs> World of Warcraft account that I hadn't touched since Burning Crusade. It automatically added lich king and cataclysm to it oh
1: really oh that's awesome
0: uh, it, it was unexpected but a nice surprise yeah i didn't like, know
1: i thought you'd have to buy those separately that's really cool
0: yeah well actually i think i think i had to pay five bucks for cataclysm
1: <laughs> sorry i'm just it's conditioned response at this point it
0: was lich king oh. it was lich king and they threw in cataclysm for free when i bought pandaria
1: oh, oh that's awesome well, yeah so, so the sales are pretty good right now if you want to get back into it and um
0: Now mind you we'll only be playing it for eight weeks. Or
1: so we hope. <laughs> I hope this doesn't set off like a really bad addiction for Noah where this is like all he does his his desk becomes covered in action figures for Warcraft and you know. I don't think that's I don't happen. either. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Enough talking about what we will be playing in the future. Let's talk about what we've been playing. We've got uh, – we had the holidays recently. I don't know if you've had – did you get any new games, Mark? Are you playing anything new? I
1: did. Um, so let's see here. I have – I've been playing of Orcs and Min. Have you heard of that?
0: I know I've seen it mentioned in the sales. Yeah.
1: But- it's often compared to being similar to Dragon Age Origins, but with uh, fancier graphics. I wouldn't say that at all. Playing it, it's um, it's 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 <laughs> interesting, and for twenty bucks, it's kind of fun. But I would definitely not say it's just like Dragon Age Origins, but with a twist because you're playing an orc and a goblin. Um, but it is fun, and it's 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 kind of funny. They, they cuss all the time, um, and the combat system's kind of different. Um, it's more tactical. You know, and you can you kind of tell them what you want them to do, but they you don't really have a lot of control over it. Um, but the story's kind of interesting and so you're you're playing basically a a or an orc who apparently he must have committed some kind of atrocity at this bay battle at some bay i forget what it's called um because his his nickname by everyone is the butcher and he goes berserk if he gets mad enough and just really starts to mess things up he sees red and tears stuff apart it's pretty cool his his model is so big he looks like it looks like they took the incredible hulk model from the last uh, from the avengers movie and just gave him some tusks basically He's really huge. And then you you split that, you split control with him and this goblin who um, no one's ever heard a goblin talk before, but this one actually seems to be not only able to talk, but seems pretty smart too. Um, And he's kind of like more of a stealth assassin type character. And uh, you're just trying to navigate through and assassinate this human leader who's been causing all kinds of uh, uh, problems and stuff, so been playing that a little bit league of legends of course my wor- world of warcraft preparation and um one of my friends set up a terraria server um dan fields who was on the show a while back and uh so um, bob and i have been playing on his terraria server but i'm so lame at that game compared to him he flies by with a jetpack, and i'm and i wave at him with my wooden sword so, it's, uh, but it's fun to plan a multi player multiplayer um, server. So we've been doing that a little bit. That's been about it. How about you? Well,
0: I finally have broken my gaming drought. I mean, aside from maybe one or two games of League of Legends with Mark over the last month, I really haven't played anything.
1: Oh yeah.
0: But thanks to having free time and not having to do work and all the other stuff that I was doing, I've gotten a chance to play some new stuff. So. I on the on my 3ds I played Escape Vector, which is kind of a it's a downloadable game that kind of reminds me of Quicks and Snake, except oh, cool. you're not actually drawing the borders. The borders are already pre-drawn, and you basically have to trace over them and avoid things that are patrolling along the borders. And you get turbo boosts and uh, other types of abilities to improve your navigation and your ability to evade and outline everything. It's actually, it started out pretty lame, but it got better. Oh, cool. And over on my 360, I got Dishonored and Ridge Racer Unbounded and XCOM. XCOM I've been saving, but I did play Ridge Racer Unbounded, which is hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the physics of the Burnout games and Need for Speed, which I really like and I have a lot more experience with. So drifting around corners in that game is a bitch. I end up usually doing spinning out and doing 360s, and then everybody passes me, and I finish 12 out of 12. And it's a pain because you have to drift in order to build up this power bar, which allows you to literally drive your car through buildings and destroy landmarks and buildings and bridge supports. And that's really cool. It's not like split second where that actually changes the whole racetrack, but you're just kind of – apparently you live in a city that's kind of totalitarian and controlled by some evil government. And so this is how you rebel. You're part of this group called
1: the unbounded. I like how you air quoted that massively. Yeah.
0: There's this silly lady who uh, provides this cornball narration to set up a game. It's the most overwrought racing game, this side of fast and the furious (laughs) in terms of story. And it would have been better if it wasn't so cheesy. So yeah, you're, you're part of this group that's rebelling and, they rebelled by racing their cars.
1: <laughs> well, of course, yes. It's like in Footloose where they, re- by yeah. dancing.
0: Yeah, it's about the same. Same. Is Kevin Bacon in
1: it? Because, you know,
0: unfortunately, not. That's
1: a game breaker for me. <laughs> I can't. I can't abide by a revolution without Kevin Bacon as its.
0: <laughs> Over on my PC, Steam sales going on. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I got Splice, which I really wanted to play for a long time. Did you ever play Auditorium,
1: Mark? Oh, no. Uh -uh.
0: Really great, super simple, very beautiful and kind of hypnotic music game where like a stream of music comes out kind of like rain particles, colored rain particles. And what you do is you put kind of like pinball bumpers, I guess, in the way of those beams to kind of cause them to bounce off and follow a path. Oh, wow. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the stream of particles pass through two or three little zones on the screen. And then by doing that, it adds layer upon layer to the soundtrack. Oh! And so the objective of each little screen is to make the music play. So it starts out just piano, and then once you get it through one zone, you add strings, and when you get through another zone, it adds xylophone or something like that. It's really cool. So the people who made that game, which I think is available free to play for for at least a lower level chunk, and otherwise it's like three bucks on Steam. The people who made that made Splice, which is this molecule organism splitting game where you wow. like, each item can only have two child items or each parent, and it's just like, what the hell? I still don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, Is it fun, though? Then, Even though you kind of... Yeah, it's it's cool. I just don't feel like I'm getting any better at it, oh, and it's, yeah. yet it's getting harder <laughs> because I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. Right. It's just very much trial and error. Oh, but it also has really good music, too, but it's just not a music game, right. unfortunately.
1: Oh, that's cool, though. Sounds fun.
0: Yeah, not too bad. And then Eric, who has been on the show many times before and has played with us, he gifted me Hotline Miami, so I got to play a little bit of that. Awesome. Which is this totally sick and twisted, top-down Grand Theft Auto type assassin weird game. With it's just it looks like it's a bootleg game that was made in Russia, but it's also Quentin Tarantino and. Just super funky. I, I try to play it with just uh, W A S D keys and a trackpad.
1: Yeah.
0: Not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> you really need a mouse. This so good. <laughs> oh, bummer. So, like, could you could you imagine Mark playing Smash TV, controlling the characters W A S D, walking, but then moving the cursor around and shooting with the trackpad? It, no. It just, it's it's not precise. Yeah, that
1: doesn't sound good at all.
0: No. <laughs> and last but not least, I got my mom Walking Dead for a Christmas gift, and so she's really intimidated by quote-unquote serious games. Oh. <laughs> so I walk I, – I, it was an assist play where I just kind of sat next to her. Oh, she's cool. like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What, <laughs> do, what do I do here? Take, here, you take it. I'm like, no. no, you're
1: going."
0: To- and then she starts to get angry and frustrated when it, like, turns into action segments and oh, you have yeah. to think quick and shoot or you have to dodge or hide from the zombies or shoot them. This sucks, I hate this, it's blah, blah blah and then all people start dying and she's like, Whatever, just die <laughs> Oh god. It becomes an instant
1: nihilist. Everything Because she's just so stressed out. Oh, that's hilarious.
0: Like I'm trying to like help her get through it because I think it's an awesome game and I think once she gets over the hump and
1: yeah.
0: stop playing and took a break for dinner, she's like, I-, I like that game, it's intense, but I'm gonna get better. I'm like, Alright, good. Definitely one of my games of the year. I oh, highly recommend Yeah.
1: I started playing it, and I haven't gotten back to it. I really need to do that, because it was uh, quite awesome. I enjoyed yeah, the start.
0: It is really great. I love the anything Walking Dead at the moment. I'm definitely a big fan, of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, love the TV show. The game's great. It made me actually... Playing that game made me buy Dead Island when there was a sale for that, which I liked, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's one that... Eric said has has said was really good to me, and you also mentioned that you enjoyed it, and the Wolf Brothers also really liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of surprised how much I liked it. So
0: still so skeptical. I don't know. I've watched some people play it. I watched some gameplay videos. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Jury is still out. Uh, but I also oh, and Dishonored. Do you like that game? It is good. I it, the art director. Or one of the lead designers also worked on Half-Life, Half-Life 2 oh, particularly. particular. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Awesome visual design. So the art design is really good, but the graphics engine is pretty weak. Mm.
1: It does. I've heard that. I've heard the graphics engine. Kind of like um, Dragon Age Origins, I thought. The graphics engine was definitely not what made that game.
0: Yeah. But what's good is that the art design is still good enough. Right. And the voice acting is good. The gameplay is cool. I was talking with my friend Evan about it. He co-hosts Nintendo Heartcast with me, and he'd already finished. He's like, I'm interested to hear what you think about that. And I'm like, what? Because he's, he enjoyed it, but he doesn't feel like it's, oh, my God, game of the year. Oh, uh-huh. He, journalists have said that, and, and uh, magazines are like, oh, my gosh, it definitely has to be considered. It's one of the best games ever. And I think it's just people getting off on the idea that there's a new IP, and it's actually fun and decent. Right.
1: This has not <laughs> happened before. Well, it has, but...
0: Kind of got this, like, you can choose whether you want to be stealthy or if you just want to go in. Oh, and
1: Jesus. That's nothing new. In
0: fact, the way the story goes. But the catch is, and I know this from what I've re- read about it. I mean, I haven't ruined the game for myself. you ruined the game. Basically, if you want a decent ending and you don't want the t- city you're trying to prove your re- – regain your honor within, if you don't want it to be overrun by plague and rats, you need to be stealthy.
1: Oh, I see. Of so, you
0: know, the gameplay which I don't do too well at but I'm trying.
1: Yeah, I just like to go in and kill stuff. That's always been my problem with those games.
0: Yeah, that's why I never got through the Metal Gear games. Right. As when I wanted to be good at it, it was just like this stealth thing is just stressful. I just want to just let me shoot. Yeah. and you know,
1: I admit I forgot to mention a game I've been playing a little bit, um which is PlanetSide 2. And that game I, you don't really have a lot of stealth, but I've noticed when I play that game, I play incredibly conservative as though getting killed really Physically pains me in it, and I do find myself like crouching, you know, using terrain to block stuff, and then kind of sneaking around corners and shooting at stuff. Um, what? That's kind of interesting. It, yeah, it's, it gets it somehow conveys that sense of oh god, I don't want to die <laughs> when you play it, you know. And it's free to play, so you know, it's, if anybody wants to check that out, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I haven't played it a ton, but um, it's fun.
0: If you like that, you'll probably like the multiplayer gameplay in Mass Effect 3.
1: Oh, yeah. I I I still haven't done that yet. I've got to do that.
0: Subtle hint I'll drop in Yeah, thank
1: you for that. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of my Christmas gifts was uh, the art of the Mass Effect universe, and I'm so excited about that because I love the art design in that game. Oh, awesome. And the architecture. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, I digress. Now that we've gone through all that, We're going to get into some predictions. Yes. We love doing predictions shows. We've done them at Channel Massive for many a year. But by all means, listeners, if you want to chime in with your own predictions or accuse us of being incredibly spot on or incredibly optimistic or cynical or incorrect. Yes. Or, yeah, just or you want to just sit, make a prediction of your own that we didn't even consider yeah. into, sending that into my, In my channel, And there's
1: still time before the format shift, so we could easily discuss it next week. What your That's predictions right, next are. Episode, we'd love to hear I, them.
0: Yeah, I think for next week, just listeners, because you're wondering, like, well, okay, this is your last episode of 2012, but you're waiting a week until January 7th to start this the whole Time world just
1: world. has to be right. Uh, the
0: reason why is because as much as we're excited about this, we don't want to spend our New Year's Eve.
1: (laughs) We don't love it that much.
0: No. So, and we're pretty sure that nobody else will be joining us Yeah, it'd
1: be very lonely. Or (laughs) full of drunk people like Jason would probably join us and, you know, how that could go.
0: (laughs) So that is why we are waiting until the 7th of January to start that. And that is why next week, we're going to have one more regular episode, but I think we're going to mostly be talking about our our hopes and expectations of go, for returning to Azeroth. But if you have any predictions to bring it back full circle, that is your chance, It's that episode. Right. After that, predictions will be null and void. <laughs> no,
1: it, was, it will be as though we don't know you. We'll shun
0: <laughs> you. But maybe they can make predictions for what we're going to do in Azeroth or how we're yeah, going to fail. How
1: will, how will, how will they die?
0: We'll, what will our first death be? Exactly,
1: <laughs> Azeroth, the the many deaths of Channel Massive.
0: <laughs> yes. So, but before we get into our own predictions, Mark thought, in true Channel Massive fashion, it would be great to poke fingers at other people's predictions.
1: Yeah. So, the think tank massively is two thousand thirteen. Uh, MMO predictions, and then, like, each person, each uh, contributing writer-editor kind of chimed in with their thoughts.
0: Alphabetically.
1: Alphabetically, which is really cool. Um, so Bo came up with, um, I predict that most of the big stories would come from the big games. Well, that's a, that's a brave, <laughs> bold move, Bo. I, I want to tell you, going out on a limb there, I, I think that, you know, saying that the big stories would come from the small indie startup games that um, have nobody have you know an audience of no one and no funding would have been <laughs> more brave, but we'll go with it. But uh, you know he's kind of to be honest, he does say he thinks that um, you know he would kind of prefer to be the other way around. Um, you know talks about RuneScape. Um, he thinks that, I like how he says that
0: MMOs will continue to be largely ignored by the non-MMO press. Yeah, so, but we will be focusing on MMOs,
1: and that's good. They should. And so,
0: Well oh, I'm saying we as a channel massive. Oh,
1: oh yes, yes, the royal we. Yes, <laughs> indeed we <laughs> yes. shall. <laughs> it was,
0: and we're part of the major press.
1: We are. We are. We are so huge. Sometimes we, well, massive is our middle name. So you know, <laughs> um, because it's between you know channel and com. So it
0: is. <laughs> um, That's right. <laughs>
1: Um Bree went on to say the old Elder Scrolls Online will be delayed into 2014. Arch Age still won't land in North America, but Age of Wushu will tide over sandbox fans temporarily. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. I feel like I don't know anything about anything. I I don't know about anything other than Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> exactly. And Neverwinter, The Old Republic and The Secret Worlds. Um what
0: some games people have heard of. All right, Bree? Yeah, come on.
1: Something relevant. Because, you know...
0: And from all I've seen and, and all that I know about Elder Scrolls Online, I think delays can only be a positive thing. Yeah. So I would agree.
1: Yeah, I really don't want to see, you know, another game that gets released just to make a date, um, which we've seen happen before. Or a, or a game that's released too soon due to, you know, the pressure that they're getting from their uh, their overlords. So... I want them to take their sweet time with that game. Um, and I, w- I hope the Never Winner MMO takes its sweet time, uh, time as well, but who knows? Um,
0: One thing she mentioned that I almost forgot about Wild Star. Yeah. I would love to see that be, as she predicts, to be a heavy hitter of the year. Cause, do you remember checking that out? Uh, I don't. You don't? Oh, it was, so oh, I'm getting, I thought it was, I'm getting my PAX time mixed up with my Dragon Con oh, time. Oh, got it. But yeah, we, uh, S- Scott and I, Southern Scott, saw this huge presentation for Wildstar a couple of years ago. It's coming from Cryptic, I think. Wow. And it's like this whole space western type thing, kind of Firefly-esque, but with cool cartoony design, a little World of Warcraft design, Oh, guess. that's
1: interesting. Huh. And were, did you but, think it'd be pretty exciting to to play? Yeah, I think it looked really cool. Yeah, well maybe maybe it'll uh, maybe its time has come. We shall see. Yeah. Um, what else is there? I lost my. I was I was going all over. The, oh, last lastly, oh. Turbine will re- announce <laughs> Asheron's Call three. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think. Well, you know, I, I'll give them credit for. Just making some random ass prediction that makes no sense.
1: I just can't see it. I
0: mean... Maybe she's hypothesizing that, hey, they're bringing Asheron's Call 2 out of the crypts. Maybe this is a test.
1: Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, it seems to me like that was their own IP. They didn't have an IP of their own, so they went out and got, like, just a couple of small ones you may have heard of, such as, you know, D- Dungeons & Dragons Online and Lord of the Rings Online. It seems like that's probably going to suffice, or it would also indicate that that's their new business model now that they're, you know, kind of a heavy hitter in the, in the MMO industry, that they probably won't try to, you know, ever try again to, you know, grow their own, so to speak. I don't know. Could be on crack, but...
0: And I apologize, I misspoke earlier. Wildstar is not being developed by Cryptic. It is being developed by NCSoft's Southern California-based Carbine Studios. Oh,
1: so it'll probably be shut down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean, NCSoft is apparently opening Western, another Western studio. But unless I'm getting more of my MMO facts mixed up, I'm so qualified.
1: <laughs> the <MMO laughs> you know the feeling. <laughs>
0: Well. But yeah, Wildstar, check it out, Mark. I will. It looks cool. It's got a website. It's wildstar-online.com for those of you who are intrigued from uh, – unless you regularly read massively and are like, of course, Wildstar. And yeah. Ushu, uh, Age of Wushu and Arch Age and City of Steam.
1: Like, what the – How can you not know this? It's fundamental. Right. Oh, well. Um. What else do we have here? Um. David says, we will see more games follow the Guild Wars 2 model of free-to-play from the get-go. In an attempt to capitalize on the fame the game has. Well, that's a bold prediction as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all predictions should be bold. Actually, the ones that I'm going to make are not bold at all. So, uh, you know, if, if, even though I make fun of people, I don't have much more to offer, I suppose. Uh. <laughs>
0: That's your right. expectations, listeners.
1: Yeah. Disappointment. Yeah. It's quite <laughs> sad, really. Um, Elliot speaks more. The Guild Wars 2 will continue the ascended gear climb for a few more patches before they start redirecting development slightly. That won't help the game as a whole, but accessibility improvements weighed through the year will. Yep. Made through the year will. And there will be rumbles of a standalone expansion akin to the original Guild Wars towards the end of the year. Well, I'd like to see that. I like that game. I, I don't know what the secret world's going to do. He says they'll revamp their business model toward the end of the middle, toward, again, towards the middle of the year as it faces the usual problem. Player retention is fine, but player acquisition is pretty rough, even with the buy-to-play model. I don't know. I want the secret world to work. I just really like that game.
0: It's such a cool concept. From world. Yeah. Secret that it may be.
1: <laughs> it's too much of a secret. Um, in other predictions, Elizabeth says the older Scrolls Online will go through several delays as the studio tries to make sure the game lives up to the high expectations of fans. Can it, though, do you think,
0: Noah? Do fans have high expectations for an MMO?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wonder. I mean, you know, I mean, you have to... It's going to have to be compared to such games as, oh, I don't know, Skyrim and, um... What are, what's that other little game in a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic future? Uh, Borderlands? No, I no, can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because I was like, Borderlands, no wait, Wasteland too. No, what is it? Oh,
0: the one that, uh...
1: Fallout, Fallout. 3, right? It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, those, between that and Skyrim, um, Oblivion, I mean, those, that's like a Holy Trinity that they've come up with, and it's like, can anything that's done in MMO format, like really, you know, equal that, I mean, it's going to be really tough because you just won't have that. I'm the, you know, that player centric feel to it. So I don't know. I I hope they can, because you would think if anyone could make an awesome MMO, they could, but then again, everybody thought that, um, you know, Bioware would make an MMO that would, you know, dethrone world of Warcraft and they didn't even come close. So I don't know. I just don't know, anyway, you know actually, there's a gazillion of them and a gazillion predictions, none of which are particularly um bold, bold. and they all start to kind of repeat <laughs> after a while um but we have we have That's some so other good. predictions that are interesting, yeah, let's
0: just close that, show. yeah,
1: let's just close that down right. um in fact, I will do it literally and figuratively um. So Forbes has some predictions. Forbes, always known as a good place to go for um, gaming news. Oh, well, maybe not. But they do have (laughs) seven predictions for the mobile gaming market for 2013. Um, And let's see. One of the predictions, this is by Robert Weber. Um, More closures and consolidations. He says, basically, mobile gaming has become kind of a gold rush uh, driven by the success stories that we, well, we've all heard of Angry Birds and what that did. And, and so he thinks that um, it's going to be kind of like the dot-com bubble where everybody thought they were going to do a mobile game. And the indie studios will be the first to feel the, uh, the, the the hard times. Now, one thing that I've noticed is, you know, a lot of the bigger companies are starting to seriously look at mobile gaming and to release games. You know some of the ones that have you know created triple a titles like epic and they actually created uh what was that called their game was it like infinity blade or something like that or yeah um you know they they actually created the first i think triple a uh, mobile gaming title so it's it's
0: you know it's funny I have to take a step a uh, a step backwards just momentarily. I went to Dave and Busters for the first time in years uh just last week, and Infinity Blade was set up as an arcade machine Holy! Game. It was like this giant touchscreen, flat screen, and Fruit Ninja was there. There was like several installations of Fruit Ninja, and there were some other ones. And it's just like, this is kind of cool, but kind of sad. It's like, this is the best thing. Right. It's like A lot of the floor space had been taken over by those stupid games where you drop a token in a slot to try to push this whole mound of tokens over a cliff and then the tokens fall into a pit, and then you get... um, like It's it's like an, an actual physical token. Oh, that
1: and there's doesn't all these sound tokens
0: good. Edge and you drop a token down, and there's this bar that constantly pushes out and pushes your token into the other piles of tokens, and you're hoping that you'll get to push a bunch of them over the edge and blah, blah, blah. So there's a bunch of that crap, and then there's these new games that are just covered in LED lights. There's like a... Uh, an Arctic Thunder ripoff, and there's a motorcycle racing game ripoff. And the, the you have these cool seats that you sit in, but the game demos don't actually show you what the game looks like. But once you do see it, it's like this was developed for a smartphone. Yeah. These are all
1: – Not a good sign um, yeah. for, you know, arcades. Arcade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So it's kind of interesting to hear these mobile predictions because mobile has really – started to skew even arcades and like the only stuff that was looked, that was halfway impressive. That wasn't, you know, 15 years old, like the freaking lost world game that was there, um, was, uh, stuff from Namco because they're still making cool shooting games. And then there's like classic stuff, like there's Pac-Man battle Royale, which is like four player back Pac-Man. There was a four player air hockey, which was really cool. Uh, but there was a lot of just lame stuff.
1: Yeah, that's I. I the last time I was there, I was I kind of had the same feeling. I just went and found the retro stuff, you know, where it was like you can play Miss Pac Man or Galaga or whatever. Sat down yeah. there, put in a quarter, was there for a long time. Well, or a token, I guess, or my card. I put in my whatever, my power card, and racked yeah. up one credit and was there for like a half hour on one game, you know. It's like, well, I can still get my money's worth out because I'm an old fart, but, you know. <laughs> um, well, so anyway, you know, his next point kind of goes into that. Mobile gaming, the sequel, more sequels and licensed games. And he just talks about how now it's going to be about fear of, you know, a flop, risk aversion, so people are going to go with, you know, IPs that were successful, maybe bring Halo and Master Chief or uh, the Call of Duty games or whatever, you know, bring those to the mobile platform because they're familiar and people will spend money on them, stupidly. Mm -hmm. Um, He also says, less farming games, more hardcore and gambling games. Well, yeah, Zynga's kind of starting to fail. I could see that as possible. But the thing is, you know, real money gambling isn't legal in the US. Probably not likely to be legal. So I don't really want to play virtual, you know, Texas Hold'em on my phone if there's no real money involved. Although, I have to say, I had a friend um who had a poker party at his house and to prepare for that because I don't know how to play poker at all. I mean, I never play. I played nothing but the one of the Texas Hold'em games on my iPhone in my spare time. <laughs> and then when I actually got to the house, they had to explain the rules to me again because they were, do, you know, it was not being done by the computer for me. But I actually came in second in the tournament and took home like over hundred bucks. Nice. So, <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But um, so there is a use for them. They're simulators. Um, he also talks about the rise of true multiplayer. I don't know. Do you, if you do you buy this? I just don't feel like phone. The phone platform is quite ready for real synchronous multiplayer mobile gameplay. No. Um, hmm. I can see turn-based stuff. You know, um, and I don't mean just you know like Words with Friends, where the turns happen over the course of a day, but you know quicker. But like where you have real where you're like moving a guy around on your screen, maybe playing like Street Fighter two on your screen versus somebody else with a mobile phone, I can't see latency that low going through um, you know, APNs and things like that. No. So I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I hope that, you know, our carrier's getting more um bandwidth and lower latency, but right now it just doesn't seem good. Um, another prediction he has: Windows 8 woos gamers. God, I hope not. I really hope Windows 8 is just a total flop because I can't stand the thought of their kind of you know their Windows 8 market for applications um, and their, their their shitty interface. Um, you know, <laughs> I I love the idea of the Surface Tab, but I hate the idea of the OS that it's saddled with. So, I I hope that nobody adopts games for it. But with the Xbox platform. Um, you know, an Xbox Live and everything, it might not be that big of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> hope not. Now, here's mm-hmm. an interesting one. You don't have a tablet, do you? Not yet. But now, after reading this, you will, because this next prediction is tablets kill consoles. Now, there is a bold prediction, sort of. Um, in 2012, he says, we saw a lot of companies pop up that were part of the post-console gaming movement. It's looking more and more like the real console killers. It, killer is going to be tablets. Uh, we're already seeing some really visual stunning games with deep story lines on tablets like infinity blade. And then he goes on to talk about the iPad mini windows eight tablets, um, and how that will, uh, increase tablet adoption globally. I don't know. I mean, those are probably bad ideas. When you look at like the, the sales for uh, mobile phones, at least, um, the Android-based phones are just so far ahead of I- iPhones right now. It's ridiculous. They're ahead yeah. of everything, but specifically, they're crushing the iPhones too, as far as smartphones go. So I don't know. There, you know, there's so many of those um, Android-based tablets that have tons of cool options and great resolution, just like, just like the, you know, what the the new iPads have with the Retina display. I could really see those guys as you know offering compelling stuff, but a lot of companies like Epic, for instance, you know have a tight partnership with Apple, so they won't develop for Android-based uh, tablets. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to lead to. But as far as killing consoles, I, I know we've talked about this before. Um, he says the writing for this one is on the wall. He says year after year revenues in the console market are shrinking. According to recent NDP Group report, U.S. video game sales dropped 25 percent in the month of October, falling from one billion to 755 million. Conversely, digital sales of games in general, spending on mobile and social games, rose 7 percent to 7.24 billion in 2011. The numbers show a market shift towards mobile. So 25 percent and 7 percent on the other side. That doesn't doesn't that leave out? you know, eighteen uh, percent somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a, I don't write for Forbes, but if I look at the math, it might it would indicate it might be shifting somewhere else besides mobile, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I agree. don't know. Or maybe people are just being tight with their money because they're because marijuana has been legalized and they're spending it on that
0: <laughs>
1: recreation. I don't know. Um, and then finally, his last point is uh, consoles fight for their right to party or to hold their ground. Um, both Sony and Microsoft realize it's time to put out a new console. And he, he does point out that neither company, having launched a new system since before Barack Obama was in office, uh, they risk losing more market share without making a move. Well, at least we know Nintendo has made their move. Yep, that's right. And it's the first. Yeah. I have a bad feeling about Sony. I mean, with all of the stuff that happened with the PSN um, n- network, you know the um, the stuff that's that we've you know we've I I don't know if we've talked about much online, but on you know on the podcast, but with the way they changed their management model from ninety five to two thousand five and how they, you know, basically got rid of all their top engineers who now work for Korean companies who are just totally kicking butt like such as Samsung and LG to drop a few names. And it makes me wonder what Sony has to really offer. I mean, you recently bought a Playstation three and a nice Sony T V. Are you are you mm-hmm. pretty satisfied with that with that purchase? Or do you look at like some of the other stuff that's out now and go, oh, I don't know. Are you, t-
0: are you? Did you say a Sony TV? Yeah. Didn't
1: you say about a Sony TV?
0: No, I I
1: got a Panasonic. Oh TV. oh, I thought you had a Sony. Okay, well never mind. Well then I have a Sony TV, but it doesn't do what yours does. So <sighs> like it doesn't do 3D or anything like that. So
0: yeah, I, I actually I'm really happy with both of those purchases: the the PlayStation 3M, the television. But I agree that Sony has made a lot of stumbles over the last five years, and it's just gonna have a hard time, but I mean, and every time it tries to match or keep up with the Joneses with its own tablets, for instance, that it released this last year, or its own uh, its own handheld gaming device their its own gaming phone, its own phones they just they just don't really ever take off
1: it seems everything seems really weird and clunky. You know, I mean, they had, like, dominated with their Sony VAIO laptop for a while for a certain market of people, and, you know, nobody has those anymore, I don't think. I mean, it, it seems like, just across the board, they're just becoming, like, this forgotten... Like, they're like, what was the name... Did you see, like, the Clash of the Titans remakes, where it was, like, Cronus was, like, Zeus's father, but he was this forgotten titan that was, like, kind of kept in this cavern somewhere underground and nobody talked about yeah. it. They're like that. Mm-hmm. Like they once dominated everything and now it's like, oh yeah, Sony, but I'm going to buy a Samsung or I'm going to buy a Panasonic or an LG or whatever, you know, it's, I mean, for the consumer, they're just not synonymous with over the top quality anymore. Hmm. Well, I, 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 guess I got off track there with my rant. Um. What else do we have? Oh, we have a blogger, right? Well, a forum post actually.
0: Yeah, how did you find this? It's pretty random. I don't
1: know, but it's interesting because I yes. like how the guy. His name is Chaos with two S's, um, because he's doubly chaotic, and
0: uh, and he's got a list. I'm Chaos,
1: Lord of Destruction. Chaos, Chaos. I'm intriguing. I speak to you as though I am a vampire who's traveled across oceans of time for your love. Um, But anyway, he, um, he, he gives himself instant credibility in his post by saying, back in 2010 on another forum, I made 12 tech predictions that mostly came true for 2011, 2012. And the stuff he says is mostly true. We don't know that for sure. He didn't really have proof like a screenshot or anything like that. So I don't know. But anyway, um, he came up with some predictions, which I don't know. know, Do you want to go through these? They're they're kind of, no, no? you want me to go through them? No, Mm -hmm. you don't want to go through them at all. No, well not the not his 2010 predictions. Oh no, no, not I mean, the 2012. I, I yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. I was going to okay. see if you could actually do the talking there. I want to drink some something. Oh.
0: It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play some World of Warcraft? I want to play some World of Warcraft while you talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ching, ching, ching. ching. <laughs> oh, that's not me in the I'm not selling stuff in the auction house. You're <laughs> classing ching, it up.
0: We're... We s- we're totally getting ready for World Warcraft session. That's an inside joke session.
1: because years and years ago when we were planning to do the podcast to start it out and we had the highest of aspirations, I had a list of of podcasts with good <laughs> examples and bad. And one of the bad ones was this guy. I can't remember the name of the podcast now. but
0: Oh, I remember. You remember the name of it? Um, I remember it was Starman and Renata. Yeah, Starman
1: and Renata's um, podcast. And Starman – World of yeah, that's right. World of Warcast. And while they were talking, you could hear him selling shit in the auction house. And I was just like, man, I want, I want my podcaster's full concentration. Goddamn it! If I'm going to listen to this, and I couldn't handle it. It like really irritated me that he was like doing. No matter how well he did actually covering stuff and talking and being, you know, in- involved and and everything. I just knowing that he was multitasking just drove me up the wall. And hearing the actual cha ching of his cash or his gold transactions going in and out of his mail drove me nuts. So
0: And it still runs today. It was launched on july second, two thousand five. And is now hosted by him and Alachia. Alachia? So Renata left, I guess I guess the name
1: Alachia sounds familiar. That's really funny. I don't know who that is, but
0: Renata hosted with him from 2005 to 2009.
1: And then she decided it was her turn to do the auction house while playing, and he wouldn't have anything about it. <laughs> Kicked her off and got Alachia lined up. I think Alachia is the she, one who used to do her own podcast, and she'd get like go off on these crazy tangents about the metaverse and stuff.
0: She's a longtime host of WowCast.
1: Yep, that's the one. Yep. Wow, well, it's good they found yeah. each other.
0: Yeah. And it... it they they unlike us steer clear of swear words to maintain a PG
1: rating. Mm, pussies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also remember, uh, you know, I I I will not be shy to say that we've had our fair share of boring moments in our show. But I remember listening to Wo- World of Wildcast, and he was talking like this for most of the podcast, and the girls like. Yeah, I remember
1: that. Yeah, and I, I'm not, I, I don't want to diss on this guy, but it was just so funny.
0: <laughs> you I started, start it.
1: you still started it. You started it. I totally it. started it. Noah. but anyway, he would do that. He'd like launch into this like droning. It was like a diatribe, but it was kind of a droning one, and you knew somewhere in the background he was still in that damn auction house. <laughs> and she'd be like, Yes, yes, we're fine. <laughs> yes, we're alive. please teach please me. Come up on the mountain. <laughs> impart your knowledge on me. I am. Devoted <laughs> Disciple. So we need to have
0: a segment in our future episodes. It's like Oh, that.
1: totally. Yeah. We will call it, like, succumb <laughs> to the awesome power of Starman. And then <laughs> I'll be like, hmm. It Starman, says cool here, if you, you were a if you, if you were to trade your armor rating for more DPS, you might get more crits. These crits are vitally important. And you could be like, yes, more, tell me more. I'm hanging on the edge of my seat for more of your cocaine okay knowledge. Awesome.
0: If only I could keep a straight face, then if I know that you're going to do that, I can keep a straight face.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I was, um, you know, since we're now on in, in Tangentville, I was, uh, trolling one of my uh, coworkers the other day and, uh, I did such a good job of it, and I did it with a totally straight face that my other coworkers who were in on it, they kept laughing, and they were, like, ruining it, and they'd have to, like, avert their faces and stuff. But <laughs> but I had even prepared, like, this totally fake spreadsheet and everything that he just so happened to catch on my screen as he walked by to start the whole trolling thing, which I, I won't go into at all. <laughs> But I had, like, randomized graphs and everything, and I had, like, these inflated figures, and he was just like, oh, my freaking God, our company can't be that stupid. And I was like, yes, it can. Believe it. We are that stupid. He was like, I can't believe we would freaking do something like this. I was like, you know, and I just went on and on with, like, you know, well, look, it's right here. Here's the bottom line. And he was like, oh, my God, we're going to spend that much money for that little functionality? Like oh yeah, he's like oh god, and he was getting all enraged and stuff, and I thought it was hilarious. But uh, I don't know if I miss working with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know you do. At least you were uh, in on the jokes. It was always fine. <laughs> uh, <that's> true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can apparently if I'm actually in acting mode, I can keep a straight face. But otherwise, it's really hard for me too. So.
0: I think I remember seeing in a recent show notes of yours that you used the word unceremonious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Funny funny you should mention that. (laughs) Well, it was a good word.
0: Uh. (laughs) Okay, listeners, I know I've told this story before, but if you have not heard it, I will provide the context. I was upset about something when I was working with Mark, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, because it's like I needed to get something done, and the servers had been turned off, and it had screwed up getting that thing accomplished, and I wrote an email talking about (laughs) that I copied Mark on, and I knew he was on it, and I'm like, we need to make sure that we are given advance notice of when these things are going to be shut off, because since these ones... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was being, I suppose, <laughs> passive-aggressive on my behalf. Hey, Mark was on the email stream, so I don't consider it that passive-aggressive. I right. said, uh, you know, rather than have us just unceremoniously shut things off, <laughs> rather than the projects end up blowing up because, you know, nobody – I didn't know what was going on. And so then Mark responded to all, <laughs> saying, well, next time before I shut these servers off, I'll be sure to put them on a burning funeral. <laughs> cast them off to sea at the start of sundown. That's
1: some no, bullshit was, like that. I was gonna, I and was then, gonna launch. I was gonna launch some I was gonna put them on a, ship, a burning ship, launch them into from dry dock into the ocean, and smash a champagne bottle on them. And then he said, "There's that ceremony, is it up for you?"
0: So now every time I've seen the word unceremonious, or used it, or heard someone say it. Since that year, I always think of that story from Mark. And I think of a burning pyre with servers it on it. It changes
1: just a little bit every time. You have to see. And every time I shut down a server without telling anyone, I think of that story too. It's heartwarming really.
0: <laughs> there goes mm-hmm. another one without any Time for another
1: stealthy shutdown. <laughs> we'll see who notices this time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to these predictions from this dude. Yeah, tangent complete. The boomerang has come back. Um, <laughs> so his first prediction for the next two years, as you, you, you kind of summarized it nicely. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Creation of virtual oh he basically predicts that the scenario of ready ready player will occur. That everybody's gonna have basically virtual reality headsets and being MMOs because that's a viable escape and social outlet for many in the wake of rising costs of food, global economic worries, stress and ongoing global wars, blah blah blah.
1: Uh yeah. So pretty soon, you know, instead of being crack horse, people will be, you know, MMO, MMO horse. whores, which will be fine because everybody needs an MMO whore once in a while. Yeah, good. you work it. That's right. You work it. And that's right then <laughs> my wife will come downstairs and see me with my, my VR rig and I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. TVs will start to be sold in 4,000 flavors and in OLED
0: form. Okay, so by 4,000, he means 4K, which means 4K resolution.
1: See, I don't know about that. What is what is this stuff? 4K resolution?
0: So instead of 1080p, it's like 4,000-something For
1: fuck's sake. So like Retina type, this, well, that's even better than Retina because that's like 2580 or something. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, and they already exist. They just cost like $5,000 right now. Oh. <laughs> $5, but yeah, big duh. <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, I'm going to be pissed off about it, but hopefully by then digital distribution... This is my prediction. Digital distribution will have reached critical mass, and we won't have to worry about, well, do you want the Blu-ray version or the DVD version? Well, now you have to get the 4K version. Just stream that
1: shit. Yeah, if my TV can handle it, I'll take it in that format.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm plenty happy with my 1080p Blu-ray stuff. I can't imagine it. I, I, I mean, even with DVDs, you could notice the jaggies on circular objects and outlines I can't see anything like that in Blu-ray. I can't imagine increased re, uh resolution's going to be even more appealing.
1: I, I, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always say that, but then it's like exactly. now, um, you know, with like the, the Hobbit coming out in 48 frames per second or whatever, which is like 12 faster than the human eye is supposed to be able to see, uh, you know, it's...
0: i Have seen it in 48 frames per what's second? What's that? Have you seen it in that way? No, uh-huh. I really want to see it, but I'm I'm nervous about it because everybody has said it's just like, it looks like soap opera and that everything looks really. I've heard fake. that
1: there's like a ten minute get used to it kind of period, and then you're fine. So huh. I'm okay with that. That's like I I can't really stand 3D usually, you know. But after a few minutes, I get used to it. I, I yeah. what I, I should take that back. So when I saw the latest Resident Evil show, Without You, which was a total weird thing, um, because normally we see them all together, um, it was in 3D, and it was, like, really done badly. (laughs) In fact, so badly that, like, I don't know that I ever want to see another one of those movies. And I don't know if it was just the movie in general, Blue, or if it was the 3D, or I don't know what it was. The parents saw it, and they said it was awful. Who saw it?
0: parents did. saw the. They didn't see it in 3D, they just saw it really. So, my inclination is it was the
1: movie itself, yeah, not missed. It seemed to have no plot. Like, the ones before, at least there was kind of a plot. Um, and yeah. I, and I enjoyed that. This one, I just was like, holy crap. You guys lost it. Like, it seemed like it was, like, it made me feel like I was drunk. Like, you know what oh. I mean? Like, not that I wasn't following the plot, but like, that whoever wrote it, whoever put it, like, the entire staging, acting, Casting the whole story the whole uh the script everything from beginning to end was done by drunk people. <laughs> That's how I felt It was like wow. it was just really weird so anyway um solid state drives continue to fall in price. well, there's another big duh yeah. moment I mean you know they have those those solid state drives and then those hybrids now too, which have you know a whole lot of cash um I don't know. I, I um, I have um, I have a uh, one of those MacBook Pros with solid state drives, and that thing's blindingly fast. So I would love to see some bigger sizes be available. You know, like a two terabyte solid state drive. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Um, but we'll see. I don't know about his prediction about the internet globally starts to be very fast by the end of twenty fourteen. It would be really cool, but I, I don't know.
0: Based on what? I mean, yeah. massive infrastructure magically
1: happens? Yeah. It just seems to take forever for this shit to happen. And yeah. people are motivated, you know? I mean, when Comcast and um, you know, CenturyLink control, well, at least here out west, they seem to control pretty much the game. Um, it's hard for competitors to come in and and challenge them, yeah. you know? Mhm. Um I don't know what's his next one. I'll let you get back to reading.
0: Oh, he has other stuff like smartphones are basically going to supplant computers and
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: And then there's going to be VR phones.
1: That I really don't get. I
0: sounds cheesy.
1: Have, next. Touch someone.
0: <laughs> Xbox 720 is going to be released and it's going to be it's going to be a flop because it graphically won't be impressive enough within a few years. Oh, because of VR. Because it won't have virtual Well, he's reality. just
1: all about the <laughs> VR. I think he, he really must is. must have read Ready Player One too many times.
0: And then that leads into computer displays and TVs will become, will adopt 3D visuals without glasses, and then holographic displays at the end of 2014. Hmm. I would love to see it. I'm a little skeptical. I don't know. I mean, I definitely have glasses-free 3D on I mean, my 3DS, but... It requires you to be in a specific position with the system a specific distance away from you. Yeah,
1: I don't know how you. Do I don't know
0: how you do it. How could yeah. how could it?
1: How, yeah, it'd have to be something really next gen type to do that. I mean, because everybody's going to be having a different vantage point that's watching the TV. So how do you make it work for all those different views? I don't, I don't think you can do that without like uh, the the active eyeglasses or whatever. Or you mm-hmm. know, I don't see that um let's just skip to his interesting announcement by i d. software and Bethesda gets made that John Carmack is recreating quake <laughs> that that one I just don't see
0: well then it just gets worse and worse and worse this it's his longest prediction that he makes. He says, after initial worry, that it will be a big flop like most remakes, screenshots and gameplay videos get released. And there's huge excitement that one of the greatest games of all time is getting a new lick of paint. It will also allow, it will allow as much moldability as, modability as the original, and upon release, it becomes one of the fastest-selling games of all time, as both old and new generation players rush to pre-order and buy it. For the first time, the mad rush to download it kicks the entire Steam service offline temporarily. <laughs> it also becomes quickly the... One of the most pirated games of all time, just like the original, makes huge strides in lighting. Its levels, interactivity, artificial intelligence, and graphical graphical fidelity It is the most played game of 2014, and goes on to win many awards.
1: It's a remake! I don't see this one. Stupid. And then, of course, he says Source 2 gets announced with Half-Life 3. Uh, I don't know. It's funny, it's a good forum. Post, I guess it was just entertaining some of his ideas. I really liked though, how he tried to, you know, give himself all the credibility by saying his previous predictions were so dead on. So,
0: when they were a lot more grounded yeah. than many of these, or, or they were a lot less, you know, just well, no doubt. Yeah.
1: Wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah.
0: So after we burned and raised those predictions, should we still give him? I'm or? kind of
1: reluctant to, but yeah, probably. What the hell. Uh, So I have three predictions um, that are very uh, not bold or brave or out on a limb. But my first one is that indie games will continue to shine, um, kind of parallel what we're seeing with, you know, microbrew beers and all these new distilleries that are popping up for grown-up drinks. Um, It just seems like all the games that people are talking about where I, where I work at least and with the people I talk to are indie games. I mean, there's still a few, right? I mean, of course, there's, you know, all the Assassin's Creed, you know, games and stuff like that. But the ones where people, like, their eyes light up and they talk about the games with excitement and real affection rather than, oh, i got to play Borderlands 2 because everybody else is playing Borderlands 2. It's these in, mm-hmm. it's these indie games that have been coming out and with the humble bundles and everything where, you know, it's making it, like, you feel like you're losing money by not buying them almost. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're and some of them are so good and fun. So I think they're going to continue to shine. I think digital distribution put them on a, an even playing field. Um, Steam is a great outlet for them. The, you know, Xbox, uh, what is that called? The, the arcade or whatever. Um, Xbox live. live. Yeah. Being able to buy them there is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is that, Microsoft will buckle under the pressure and Windows 8 will bring back the taskbar with uh, service pack. I don't know if that's true or not, but I really can't see continuing to sell that piece of shit without it. Um, It's because it's basically Windows 7 with a really crappy interface that you're forced to endure. So (laughs) I hope to God they do that. And finally, I think the Linux platform will start to grow as a viable platform. We've got um, game development platforms like Unity coming out with support for it. We've got, um, you know, Steam ha- has adopted it as a as a platform to play on. You know, it's right up there with the Mac now as as an alternate platform to Windows. Um, and people, you know, Gabe Newell's continuing to rant about you know Windows trying to become more of a closed platform with their um, their own app store type concept. So maybe Linux will become like the last bastion of, of a free gaming platform. Um, I don't know, we'll see. I would love to see it, but I am not compelled in any way at this point to adopt Linux as my main desktop environment. And I'm a former Unix admin, and most people I talk to who are, share this, a similar background say, yeah, I'm going to stick with Windows for my gaming, so or consoles. So I uh, would like to see it happen, though. That's it.
0: Those are those are good ones, and they definitely are of the moment. I'm going to do some cynical predictions. <laughs> I see your not
1: prediction. that
0: introducing the taskbar to Windows 8 isn't cynical. That's
1: slightly cynical. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I would love to see uh, Riot Games introduce a new map for League of Legends, and while I'd want it to be three v three v three, or I guess uh, a three v three how do I say it? A three team a versus.
1: Or a three v versus. But it's like 5v5v5. Yeah.
0: yeah, three teams of five is what I want to
1: say. God, that'd be fun. Map.
0: I'd love it to be that, but I bet it's a new map for 5v5. Yeah,
1: I'm with you there. That would be so fun. Cause I'm, what was, was it Tides of Blood that had that? Yeah. Oh, that was so fun.
0: Yeah, I, I would. Uh, anything new from them, I'm going to be excited about. I wish I could see. We would see some new game being worked on by them, if not a new mode like Dominion. But I'm gonna go conservative with them. Yeah. For Wii U, the newest console of the current of the new next generation, I feel it's gonna slide into obscurity.
1: That'll be interesting, cause I mean that the Wii U had like massive floor space at Best Buy. I was recently at Best Buy getting a car stereo installed for my wife, and I had to mm-hmm. I had to while away about an hour, and uh, it was really cold outside, so I was just walking down all the aisles. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, have, they dedicated massive space to the Wii U.
0: Did you try it? No. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so someone's behind it, but I don't know if people are going to buy it.
0: Yeah, I just... the studios aren't supporting it like it needs to be third-party studios specifically. And it's only got current-gen graphics. So a lot of people are, at least hardcore gamers, are waiting for the next PlayStation and Xbox, which I think will have decent launches for the hardcore fans, but they're going to be prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. And it's just, unless some miracle perfect storm happens like, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, oh, yeah. motion gaming, which were really the big shifts of tides, the tide shifting experiences of the last generation. I just I don't see anything big happening there. Even with Connect being built into seven twenty.
1: Well, at least in Microsoft's uh to their credit, they did build the three sixties to die you know, not so slow deaths. So at least by having to upgrade, you know, having to replace the 360s that failed, the 720 will be adopted.
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who are burned by that. that will be hesitant to get a, a new Xbox.
1: Well, everyone I know is on their second or third Xbox, right? And yep. seriously, sad. Including us. Yeah, including us. I, I don't know a single person who got one, you know, within the first year of of its launch that still has one that works. I mean they really are pieces of crap when it comes to um the way they were built. Whereas I have old Nintendo stuff that still humming along, right? Yeah. I mean you could you could go buy an Atari 2600 at a garage sale and it would most likely work just fine.
0: Yeah, my dad's actually giving me their his old 2600. Oh my thing.
1: gosh. You're going to have to have a I party keep as a
0: kid. Yeah, I'm really excited it, about dude,
1: that. That's almost that's going to be up there with my, I'm taking my Legos back from my parents because I want my kids to have them. Yeah, and they're like, no, they can only play with them if they come down here. And I'm like, you will have the box ready. I will be <laughs> at your house. If I have to bring a gun, I will have a gun. But I'm taking the Legos now. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, at least I'm holding on to them. My dad was going to give it away. Oh my god! I'm going to just give this away. Do you want? It? I'm like, heck yeah, I want. Like it. slap.
1: Your dad yeah. slowly raises his head from the ground, wondering, what happened? <laughs>
0: what, what I say? Oh, I, have
1: a, I have a handprint embedded in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
0: really excited to have that little piece of nostalgia. Oh, man, do you have
1: a lot of cartridges for it?
0: Um, yeah. Sweet. I think there's like, oh, uh, well, it's maybe a dozen. That's we'll cool, though. See. I don't remember because I haven't seen it in a long
1: time. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. <laughs>
0: And last, I I really am hoping and expecting that Blizzard, per its schedule or whatever, is going to release details about Project Titan, and it's going to be underwhelming.
1: I, I yeah, I don't know. I I I have no. idea. You're the
0: Blizzard fanboy. I was.
1: I'm reformed now. I mean, I, my Blizzard fan, fandom has been very well tempered by diablo 3 so it's under control now where it was a blazing inferno now it's more like sh- <laughs> smoldering you know bit of charcoal sultry yeah waiting for waiting for something to bring it back to ignite me ignite me yeah but most likely <laughs> just waiting for water to douse it like a like, like a light drizzle um uh, uh- Urine. No urine. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of what Diablo Three was in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but we'll see. You know that new StarCraft expansion will be, or StarCraft That'll Two expansion looks cool because I love playing right, the Zerg. Sure. Yeah, so that could be cool. But um, Titan, yeah. You no know BlizzCon for you. No BlizzCon for me. No. Oh. In fact, I've lost my Blizzard BlizzCon card wherever I had that. So yeah, it's quite sad, really. Yeah.
0: So those are my predictions.
1: Cool. Well, That's a, yeah. I liked it. I hope our listeners liked it. I hope we hear some predictions from our listeners. I would really like to talk about those next episode. Yeah. So
0: send those in. Mail. M a i l. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Channelmaster.com. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Here comes M a l e. I mean yeah. M a i l at channelmaster. Com. Thank God.
0: Thank you for listening to us.
1: Yes, you have survived another episode of Channel Massive. Surely a Steam achievement will be unlocked at you're <laughs> to
0: this. And then next week we'll talk about World of Warcraft. And yes, and. Um,
1: ka-ching! <laughs> Speak
0: to me more, dear
1: Lord. What would I make if I had some silk thread <laughs> and I grew a small ruby? did I make with that? That would be viable for a boss
0: ring. <laughs> <laughs> I once did a combination just like that. I made some hemorrhoids. And I received double attack values on my sword. <laughs> See what you had to look forward to? Two months straight. Next Two months. Oh? Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs>